Welcome back to the Give Me Space podcast. First, I just want to apologize for how late this holiday episode is. It would have been my intention to get it out, uh, maybe even before the start of December. Uh, But I didn't realize how long it would take for my podcast to be available across all the major podcast platforms. And so I really, you know, I wanted to make it as simple as possible for people to listen. Uh, But I did want to offer this up because I know what a what a violation of space sometimes the holidays are. And I think, uh, you know, especially for those of us who are Christians, uh, we feel really bad about that because we really want it to be something else. We want it, especially the time leading up to Christmas, to be this time of holy waiting and reflecting and, you know, preparing our hearts uh, for having more of the Lord in our life and, you know, preparing our hearts for whatever he has for us in the new year. And a lot of times uh, I know I just feel that December comes and my space just entirely collapses for all of that. Um, I was just sharing the other day with a friend that it feels like no matter what I do, even though I'm really mindful of, you know, what I'm saying yes to and what I'm saying no to, December often feels like it's too much. So um, we're just going to kind of take a look at how we how we deal with all that comes with Christmas, the good, the bad, uh, and, and everything, and see if we can just carve out a little more space for ourselves and give ourselves some grace when that doesn't look the way that we would like it to. Um, so I think the first thing that we can just take a deep breath and remember is that no matter what we do, Jesus has already been born. You can't mess that up. You are not the owner of that inn, for instance, right? (laughs) That sends him out into a stable, uh, in a cave. Um, No, no, no. The baking, the getting your kids to all their different performances and all of that, uh, the wrapping, you know, if any of those fall apart, Jesus has still been born. You can't screw that up. So I think if we can just remember Christ has come, Christ is here, Christ will come again in the midst of whatever December brings us, we'll be better off. But I know that as women, um, it can often feel like we are the magic makers for everybody around us, for our families, our offices, our churches. And it feels like Christmas just won't even happen without us. You know, how many times do you think, oh my gosh, if the people around me dropped dead, and particularly like my husband, you know, what would happen to Christmas? <laughs> um, it's also a time where we might host a lot more than we usually do. And I, I love and admire so much women that have that gift of hospitality and that are so great at opening their spaces. But I feel like for all of us, even if we have that gift and really love hosting, that there's probably this struggle with our environments needing maybe sometimes to be perfect when other people come over in particular. One of my favorite teachers about all things men and women and the differences between us uh, is a lady named Alison Armstrong. She talks about how for women, our houses uh, speak to us. 
And so that sock on the floor, the dirty baseboards, the kitchen floor, it can often feel like everything is, is yelling at us to fix it all at once. <laughs> you know, um, th at least that is the case for me. I, for instance, cannot do work at home uh, <laughs> because it's a very loud environment for me. Um, I'm not the greatest housekeeper. I try really hard because like on the inside, I'm much more of a Monica from Friends than a real like laid back person about it. So <laughs> I like a clean space. I really do. I like the, the peace that that gives me. Um, so there's a lot of issues there. How can we quiet that voice that demands perfection at Christmas so we can be present to our guests, present for our family, um, and be present, most importantly, to what God might have for us in this season? I think one important thing, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying before, that Christ has come, Christ is here with you now, and he will come again, no matter what you do. <laughs> One important thing is to be kind to yourself. Give yourself some grace. We have a lot of different things tugging at us during the holiday seasons. There's the obvious things, right? Um, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I have three children and all of their expectations. Uh, as a mom, I have my own crazy expectations for myself about what I should be providing for them at Christmas. There are family traditions, church traditions, um, different families. If, if you are married, for instance, you know, you've got at least a couple different families in there and all their expectations. Most people, including yourself, you know, we have a lot of unwritten rules about this time of year in our hearts. Um, we don't even really know they're there until somebody doesn't honor them. <laughs> uh, and so the, we're bumping into everybody's unwritten rules and expectations about how they want Christmas to feel, how they think Christmas should go. And, and you have them too. So it, if you can take some time to think about what are your expectations in your heart? What do you, really feel like you need at Christmas time, to really feel like you're celebrating Christmas. What are the special things to you? Now, you may look at your heart and think, wow, why am I upset about, you know, that I didn't get the tree up at the time that I like to get the tree up by? You know, you may find that you're upset about things that when you start to think about them, you don't know why you're upset. And yeah, that can lead you to some exploring like, well, you know, um, that's something I need to lay down or let go, or it's connected to this, this hurt in my heart that happened a long time ago. And I can give that over to the Lord and let that go. But it's also just good to know the things that are really important to you, because it can make it a little bit easier to say no to some of the other stuff. Because a lot of times you may not get the things that you really love about Christmas because you're so busy just kind of saying yes to everything and, and taking care of everybody's everything and all their wishes. So anyway, we have a lot of expectations we're up against. And I think the first thing there is to say that if something doesn't get done, again, Jesus was still born. You can't ruin Christmas. And you can't really escape it either. <laughs> so let's just take perfection off the table because it's not going to happen. Let's just relax because everything is not going to be perfect and that's okay. That's kind of the point. I used to be really upset by this. I really wanted my advents to go a certain way. And they never did. They aren't this year. I'm, I'm getting more devotionals in with my kids. 
I had intended to light candles on the advent wreath and it's guys, it's just not happening. Um, <laughs> I want to have all this space and, um, you know, I've got beautiful children that are singing in beautiful choirs and there's several different performances I need to get to. And, you know, I say yes to those because it's a short time in life. And I, I, that was something I said yes to do, but it's tiring and it takes a lot out of me and my family. Um, so it never looks like I I think it's going to look. And then it, it just kind of hit me that that's really the point. That's really the point. Jesus coming did not look how it was supposed to look. There is this scared girl, this lonely girl who's probably kind of been ostracized by her community. She and her husband, they really don't have anywhere to go. They, she has to ride on a donkey. Can you imagine in your third trimester, ladies, those of you that have had children? Because I cannot. I was not a very graceful pregnant woman. I will tell you, I, I hated pregnancy. <laughs> Each time I hated it so much. That's probably kind of why we stopped at three. Um, (laughs) You know, that scene, we all see the beautiful nativity sets. I love nativity sets. But the poverty, the fear, the shame, all of these things surrounding this young couple. Christ was born around poop, around smelly animals in the dark, you know, I mean, was probably in a cave. Um, And so it's okay if your ornaments are all clumped in one spot on the tree. It's okay if you mess up. uh, You know, I want to say that I have made some really beautiful rolls before. And I love bread. Bread! You know, I just, I do. I love bread. (laughs) Gluten for life, you know. But um, I volunteered one year uh, to make rolls for a large Thanksgiving family get together at my in-laws and uh, they were the worst rolls I've ever made. The yeast did not rise. I was really embarrassed and I have not volunteered to do that since and nobody has asked me. <laughs> you know? And I remember it and I carry that with me, but you know what? Who cares? Who cares? These, you know, life is messy. God knows that it's messy. That's why he came. He put his son right down there in our mess. And really, isn't that what Advent is trying to tell us? To bring your mess to him and to uh, let him in. Just let him in wherever you are. So just take a breath in the midst of all these expectations and remember that Jesus was born. No matter what you do, that is the truth. So I know that this doesn't necessarily mean that you can just get out of everything that you don't want to do. I imagine you do live in some kind of community with other people. Even if you are single and live by yourself, I'm sure that you have, you know, fellow coworkers, family, you know, other people that have ideas about Christmas. But try to start to get a sense about what really matters to you, uh, because a lot of choices are going to come up this time of year, even more than we usually have. I think most of us have decision fatigue like all the time, but there's even more choices in December. You like to go see lights? Well, where? I mean, where I live, uh, there's a lot of, you know, sure, you can drive around a neighborhood. Well, which neighborhood? There are so many nice suburban neighborhoods with fancy lights. Um, You want to go pay to see lights somewhere? There are so many displays you can choose from. There's so many choices. So it's nice if you could get some quiet to think about what you actually want so you can have a little bit easier time of saying no to the rest. This can be small things like, hey, if I can only see one Christmas special, it's got to be Charlie Brown. 
are bigger things. I really want to do Advent devotionals, or I really want certain limits around gift giving. You can write down these priorities for your heart if it helps. Um, with 50 million options come at you for the holidays, hold them up mentally to the things that are important to you and see if they make the cut. Now, of course, you might need to partner with your spouse or your kids or anyone you're really doing life closely with and see what really matters to them and maybe, you know, make some compromises. A lot of times we all stress about things that no one really wants or wants to do if they're being honest. So let's work together to make sure that's not the case. I love tradition, but not all of them are of equal value or importance. It's okay to not do everything. Remember, Jesus was born no matter what you do. You can't mess that up. So have grace for yourself. Think about what really matters to you and your people. And then what feeds your soul? What can you add in that makes you sparkle and shine, that really lights your heart up? I know you will be bringing sparkle everywhere and to everyone with all the junk you're doing in December, but what might God want to give you this season to feed you? Is it music? Music can make a huge difference. What Christmas music really speaks to you? Podcasts. There's a great little Advent one I found called We Wonder uh, for kids and families. It's just short, mindful devotionals. You can just turn on. I've even done it in the car. That is not ideal, but hey, I figure that's better than nothing. <laughs> baking. For some of you, that's stressful. For some, it might be restful. Uh, kind of depends on the day and how much my kids are helping for me. <laughs> I love baking, but you know, it's a lot with kids. Uh, look for those things that you love and just love the heck out of them this season. Embrace the childlike spirit that December in its best moments can bring. And it's okay to say no. You could say no to anyone. Because when we think about what we want to remember about the holidays, it's not us being stressed, snapping at one another because we just need to get all the stuff done. We want to be present. We want to have fun. That's definitely what our, if you're a mom, it's definitely what your kids want from you. So what do you need to say no to to protect Christmas for yourself and your family? Before signing off, I just really want to go back and emphasize this whole give yourself grace step. We can have all the intention to say no to things and go minimalist and still, like I said at the beginning, most likely December just feels like too much. <laughs> at one point in this, this parade of, of Christmas, um, you'll probably feel like, huh, you know, um, we might end up putting the Christmas rat race against the people in our lives. Even though we swore we'd watch Charlie Brown, maybe we only ended up watching Rudolph or Scrooge, <laughs> whatever it is. When our humanity comes through, give yourself grace because he came in the midst of all this mess to give grace to you. Christmas is a time to celebrate, not perfection, but that Jesus came down into the thick of our imperfection, our mess to be with us. So drop your need for perfect so you can have Jesus instead. That's what we really want to have at Christmas, right? Remember, Jesus came. You can't mess that up. And may you have a heart full of space this December. <laughs>